Stand up and be special. Testing, testing. Okay. Stand up and be special. Uh, Self care, mental health, habits, values. Stand up and be special podcast. I guess I just, I just start. Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of Stand Up and Be Special podcast. My name is Izzy and I am the host of this podcast. This week I actually decided to do a solo episode about criticism and feedback and solving conflict, both in your personal life and also in work life. I have been reflecting on this as I've come up to my last few weeks of uni and also just generally in overcoming feedback and criticism in the last few weeks. I also got a new microphone which I'm super excited about so I hope it sounds a little bit better and maybe a little bit more even. I hope that you find this episode helpful. First off I want to start by saying that criticism is mostly constructive and it's not always bad when someone gives you criticism or feedback on your work. I fall into the trap of taking feedback really personally sometimes because oftentimes my work is a reflection of how I feel at the time or my skills and sometimes those two don't really align or I don't have the right focus and I end up producing something that is actually not of a high standard, not of a standard that I originally thought that it was. So because I often fall into the trap of taking things personally, I've tried to sort of take a little step back this term in uni and just generally in my personal life as well and asking myself why my emotions or why this situation is attached to this word or this feedback or the circumstances that may present themselves. So for example, I got a not so great feedback on a radio assignment that I did at the beginning of the term when I had just started my podcast and I couldn't really work out why I was so upset about this particular piece of feedback because I ended up passing, I passed the assignment and I wasn't failing in any way, but I just didn't get the mark that I expected I would. The feedback that I received was in relation to how I was speaking and also the way that I presented the show. And the lecturer that gave me the feedback had a lot of experience in radio. She'd studied, she'd done masters, and I failed to put that into perspective at first. I sort of sulked around for a bit. I didn't cry, but I sort of was sad about it to everyone sort of announcing this feedback like oh my gosh I got this feedback like what am I doing and I had a little sort of existential crisis and none of those things really should have happened I should have just taken a step back and be and said to myself okay you've started this podcast and maybe it's something to actually think about as well when I'm talking on here so I actually decided to use it as a learning curve to say okay If this is reflected in this assignment, then it might possibly also carry over to my podcast and maybe I need to work on that as well. So instead of taking it really personally and beating myself up about the feedback, I decided to turn it into a learning curve and turn a negative into a positive. So I also like to, if it's possible, ask the person why they're giving that feedback and exactly what it relates to. I have had instances in the past where someone has given me feedback and it's not really relevant to me. It's actually relevant to the procedures or the strategies in place and I'm actually not at fault and it's actually something else or something else has been fall- has fallen through and I end up being the one that is to blame and that can happen in any circumstance. On the back of that, sometimes parking the conversation 
especially if it's a face-to-face conversation momentarily so that you can gather your thoughts and not be so reactive to actually be able to say, I am not emotionally capable of taking this information on board right now. It might actually really help me, but I don't know how to deal with it. And I'm going to save this conversation for a later date. That signals to the person that's just given you that feedback that you've listened and you understand that they have something that's important, but you're not able to process that information. And it puts in place a boundary between you and them. And also make sure that you're not taking on any unnecessary stress is really important. I definitely know that I have done this in the past. I've just asked the person, can I please have a minute? Or I've actually asked them if I can speak to them about it another day, because maybe at the time it was too much for me and I had a lot going on. And I think this is really a really important boundary to put in place to people. And just generally when you're having conversations with people, if you're not emotionally capable of taking information on board, then you need to let someone know. And That goes in any relationship, whether it's workplace or whether it's a personal relationship, being able to put a boundary in place and say, I'm not willing, I'm not capable to talk about X at the moment. Can we please talk about it at another date? Or can I recommend that you actually go and speak to a professional about this? I feel like with a lot of mental health issues coming up and they're less stigmatized in the media and I see a lot of it on my feed, on Instagram, on TikTok, etc. We've really sort of doubled down on destigmatizing certain things like mental health and anxiety and depression. But at the end of the day, sometimes people can't handle those emotions and maybe they need to actually deal with some of those things as well. So I feel like in terms of those relationships, you actually need to put a boundary on those conversations as well. I just wanted to address that because I often, or I don't often, I sometimes share things that I regret sharing because I feel like the person actually doesn't know how to respond or doesn't have the right tools to respond in the correct way or in the way that I'm wanting them to respond. And I think in that circumstance, it's really helpful for you just to reach out to someone who is more adept in dealing with those situations and also has a professional background, whether that be a psychologist or a counselor or a therapist, or even just somebody who is older than you and maybe has a little bit more life experience. That's not to say that your friends can't be a source of trust and can't be a deep relationship, but I think definitely when you need to park a conversation, they also need to reflect on whether it is an appropriate conversation for you to have with them. Anyway, (laughs) so another thing in terms of criticism is asking for solutions or strategies that can help the situation. Sometimes it's not enough for them just to give you criticism, for them just to give you feedback or criticism and not to say anything else and it's often up to you to ask them for further clarification on ways that maybe this could have been avoided or it can be improved in the future and maybe that might take a few months or maybe a few weeks or maybe a few drafts of your work in order to get it right. In terms of this it's also important for you to be willing to work towards this feedback You've got to really, really reevaluate. If you're not willing to take on a certain type of feedback, then maybe this task or this responsibility in your role is actually not suited to you and you need to delegate it off to somebody else if possible. Or you maybe need to address that with your manager or supervisor. 
Sometimes removing yourself from the situation or the workplace or friendship if conflicts are coming up frequently is also another way to go. Obviously, if you're if you're on a contract or if it's a permanent workplace or if this is the career that you want to pursue, then obviously that's not really a feasible option. But sometimes if you're getting a lot of negative criticism or feedback or sometimes you're just getting a lot of feedback, then maybe it's not helpful and you actually need to remove yourself from the situation. Moving on. So my next point is that you are the main character of your life. And that means that you are not responsible for anyone else's emotions or reactions to certain situations. So let me explain this. We've talked about taking criticism and that is taking advice or emotional reactions from other people towards you. Whether you choose to internalize that or not is your own journey. But in terms of what other people say to you about how you maintain your relationships, what things you should and shouldn't be doing in your day-to-day in your day-to-day life that's not your responsibility so if you want to leave a workplace because you're not enjoying it or if you want to move into a different industry or if you're really enjoying working in a certain job but you're not getting paid a lot or if you're choosing to work a lot because you're working towards a financial or a material goal or if you're choosing to work a lot so that you can save a certain amount of money, that is no one else's responsibility. What you do in your day-to-day life is your own journey, I guess you could say. No one else is going to feel the way that you do and no one else is going to experience life the way that you do. So if you're choosing to work less and socialize more, or if you choose to socialize less and work more, then that is the life experience that you want to have. I used to get a lot of feedback. Oh no, I used to get a lot of criticism for working long hours and for doing multiple jobs. And honestly, I it wasn't criticism. It was more so that people were worried about me and that I wasn't having enough sleep, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Fair enough. But also, they weren't living in my head. They weren't having this, the experiences that I had. It's fair to give people criticism and it's fair to judge people in certain situations. It's okay to look out for your friends when they're in a relationship that maybe doesn't serve them and you've perhaps seen them happier. But also, their life is not your responsibility. And at the end of the day, almost always when you're giving someone feedback, you're never ever going to understand what it is like to live in their place. And what I mean by this is, no one is going to know what it is, what it has been like to live my life. I moved overseas when I was younger and when I came back to Australia, I found it really hard to assimilate back into Australian culture despite that, despite the fact that I am actually Australian and I had only lived overseas for a short period of time. I found it incredibly hard to come back to Australia and to reassimilate into my own culture. And I think most people didn't really understand why I didn't understand certain words or certain slang or I didn't do certain things on certain days or I wasn't drinking at a young age or whatever it might have been. I didn't didn't really know the cultural normities of my own con- of my own country. And I know that's that's probably a really odd example to bring up, but at the end of the day, I feel like I was really judged for the fact that I didn't really know my own culture anymore despite the fact that I was Australian and that my parents are both Australian so you never know what's going on in someone's life and 
for choosing to do something or choosing not to do something because at the end of the day their life is theirs and your life is yours i know that's a super individualistic way to look at criticism and also to look at how you should absorb criticism you're not responsible for the feedback that you get and you are only responsible for the response that you give to the other person. Sometimes when you receive feedback, it might actually be because the other person is having a really emotional day and they actually just want to lash out on someone or something and you're the only target that is there. And in that circumstance, obviously that is deconstructive feedback and you shouldn't take that on board. But it's really hard to distinguish sometimes whether it is or whether it's not. And you honestly just have to read the situation in order to figure that out. And in terms of how you would react to that, I'm guessing that it because it's coming from an emotional place, the actual feedback itself might not be of a high quality. And that means it might actually have an action that you can take part in it might just be a sort of a criticism, but a personal one that is actually directed to you. And that's sort of how you can know that you're receiving feedback that might not be super constructive. And the reason I say this is because because you are the main character in your life and you're not responsible for other people's opinions or feedback or criticism towards you and your decisions. This is why I originally said in the first part of this um, podcast that you need to stop I needed to stop taking criticism and feedback personally from uni because oftentimes it was hindering me from actually making any progress and actually actioning these things that people that lecturers or teachers were telling me to do if you okay so relating to you are the main character If you are in a relationship that somebody else doesn't like, you need to both reflect on why they might be thinking that or why they can see the signs that it might not be that healthy and also take a closer look in evaluating your relationship and why those things might actually not be working. Because by having a outsider's perspective, they might actually be able to see and or hear things that you say that you can't actually see with your own eyes or you can't hear yourself talk about certain things. So in this circumstance, it might be helpful just to take it on board and maybe change some things or address it with your partner. It's the same interaction, whether it's with a romantic relationship or a personal, just a friendship, the sort of act of taking on criticism and giving back feedback and building that sort of open exchange whilst also maintaining a sort of boundary is very similar in both circumstances. Thank you so much for listening to episode five of Stand Up and Be Special podcast. It would help me a lot if you followed or liked my episodes so that I can know that people are enjoying them. And also if you want to give me some feedback on my Instagrams, the podcast Instagram is at Stand Up and Be Special and my personal Instagram is at isabel.sav you're welcome me welcome to follow me on there and give me any feedback or any thoughts on any of the episodes so far um yeah thank you so much for listening to this episode and we will see what next week will hold but hopefully i will chat to someone and we'll discover some wonderful things um i hope you have a wonderful week until then